We're living in the age of podcasting, which also means the age of podcast networks with large back catalogs, long-running series, limited programming, and even cross-network collaborations. How are publishers supposed to keep this all organized? With Spreaker, of course. Spreaker's customizable publisher plan lets you organize your content exactly how you want it and gives you enough pod tech tools to monetize the largest back catalogs. If you're into premium offerings for subscribers, check out Spreaker's customized RSS feeds to upload and schedule exclusive content with ease. Or use our campaign manager to manage different campaigns from one central platform. Once your podcast business gets big enough, you can even add multiple networks to one account and collaborators assigned to each one. That helps keep the true crime series away from the comedy podcasts and make sure you get the advertisements that will resonate the most with your listeners. So let's move from the age of podcasting to the age of the podcast network with Spreaker. Head to Spreaker.com to learn more. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. Blog Talk Radio. Exactly. I'm doing a show at 3 o'clock in the morning, but, you know, I'm awake, and I have things to say, and I figured, why not just let it out? Here's what I'm going to go back to. Earlier today, the announcement from Egypt about the president of Egypt stepping down, things of that nature, big victory, all people in Egypt, great, okay? We touched on that in the show, well, I guess we could say two nights ago now. I put a comment on a status bar of the America Rising Facebook page. I congratulated the people of Egypt for rising up and taking back their country. And I said, isn't it time for America to do the same, to follow suit? Now, I got a lot of comments from people. You know, everybody was all in line. Then somebody put a comment, oh, I see. So you're talking another Kent State or Chicago riot style, you know, having riots in the streets and causing mass chaos and things of that nature, but we'll call it unity, right? You know what? I don't know how to say this nicely, but hey, it's 3 a.m. Who cares? That comment pissed me off. You know why it pissed me off? Because apparently some out there just don't get it. What I'm talking about is America rising. It's about America, the people of this country, standing up together and putting the fear of God into the elected officials in office and showing them that we the people want change now. And what we have currently is just this prefabricated crap, the same old rhetoric. It's not new anymore. It's not exciting. It's not earth-shattering. It gets the same results and the problems still exist. We got a new Congress in. The problems still exist. We have a new Senate. We have a new president. The problems are still going to exist. Because people like to try to control us. They like to try to control a movement of the people. They don't get it. The Tea Party movement, when it started out, it was people standing up for this country. Great. And then the elitist folks, tried to move in there and did their job of manipulating it and twisting it 
to benefit them, to make them money. Freedom Words, Dick Army, Matt Kibbe, the two that I talk about constantly, get rich off of your passion, off of your pride. Tea Party Express gets rich off of your passion, off of your pride. They live good lives because all of you, rightfully so, want change. So they found a way to make their lives just that much better by taking your money and saying, we'll be the ones that will fight for you as long as you pay us. And we're going to fight the government. We're going to stop the government. We're going to tell them that we want fiscal responsibility. We're going to stop the government and fight the government from taking your money as long as you give us your money. From the very moment that happened, I was disgusted. I was pissed off by it because it was hypocritical. It was like a condescending thing. Give us your money so you can fight the government taking your money. There's a problem there. I'm tired of all this holier-than-thou crap, all these emails that constantly and consistently go around saying, give us your money, give us your money, stand up and be heard, give us your money. I say this every show. I say it over and over and over again, and I'm doing it because I'm trying to illustrate a point. I'm tired of all of you out there being manipulated, being used for other people's gain. Their lives get better because they have the facade of fighting for you. And in reality, they don't do a damn thing for you and I. They help themselves in a big way, and they say, well, we did the best we could. The best we could? In less than three weeks' time, people know, I, I know, Egypt is in America. People don't need to point that fact out to me. I'm very well aware. Thank you. I know geography. Okay? So, case in point. Egypt is nowhere near anything like America, okay? Just from the country, the structure, everything about it, not even close to what we have. But in less than three weeks, the people took to the streets. The people who took to the streets, they were the peaceful ones. The government sent out their people to shut them down, to fight them, to stop them. That's when you see the acts of violence. Wasn't these people wanting their government back, wanting change? It was their own government using their sworn officers, if you will, and pro-government elite to come after the very citizens of that country. And what did they do? They kept fighting. They kept pushing forward with their message of change and reform, with their message of the people demand better. And granted, we don't know what's going to come of that, but a president of over 30 years not only resigned, fled his own country. That's a little dramatic, but he fled. Do you see my point? Do you see that there is no mass groups in Egypt saying, give us your money, you know, come on our official grassroots because we're all about you, grassroots, come on our radio show, our TV network, our, our multi-million dollar websites. You call that grassroots? I call that nothing more than paid operatives, realistically. So they were able to do something remarkable, something revolutionary, by just banning together, coming together, standing as one, showing them that they are refusing to take what they were told they have to accept. My point is, is when are we going to take those steps? When are we going to stand up to the powers that constantly and consistently bleed us dry? I'm tired of the fabricated rallies. I'm tired of the staged events and we're going to have this original congressman and this shut the hell up. Seriously, I'm tired of it. I don't want to see the same damn speakers over and over and over again at the same rallies talking about the same things they've been talking about for the past two years. It gets old. I may sound angry. And you know why? Because I am. Somebody once said to me, oh, maybe you're jealous because of 
you know, the success of I'm not jealous of anyone or anything, okay? I'm very proud to say that when I started Voice of the People, along with Andy and everybody else, when we started this group, it was in 2007. There was no tea party. There was nothing. We went out there and we held rallies. We had thousands and thousands and thousands of people attend these events because they believed in the message of what we were calling for, immigration enforcement, for ending corruption, things of that nature, giving power, giving a voice to the voiceless, saying that we're not a mute entity anymore that we're going to stand up for something when we believe that it warrants us to take to the streets, to disrupt your day, to disrupt the daily rhetorical flow of life by having people in the middle of a town square standing up saying, hear us. Listen to what we are saying. That. It's not because of me. It's not because of Andy. Because anything we said, it was because people were willing to do it. People are pissed. People were pissed, still pissed, whatever. They had the reason, the burning desire in them to stand up for something, to take to the streets, to disrupt their lives, to be a part of something greater, because they believed in the message. And the message was, you have the power then we all know what spawned a year and a half later with the big groups going around and, you know, taking over the Tea Party and taking over this and taking over that. I guess I've just always been against it. I've always been against anybody trying to hang their hat, so to speak, on efforts done, put forth, set in motion by the people. Because who the hell are they? They could come in and throw their money around, but does it change anything for us? No. Does it get us closer to the country we all know that we should have? No. It keeps us in that same vicious cycle of having to rely on somebody else. We have to rely on them to fight for us. We have to hope that they're going to take that money and put it to good use and get their guy elected because their guy is our guy because they say so. Do you see a problem? Am I the only one that just doesn't get that. I don't have or share that mentality. I say, let us decide. I say, let us be our own damn voice. We are quite capable of being heard without you to have to guide us, to walk us through, so to speak. That's where I'm coming from. It's something that I believe in, and maybe others do, maybe others don't, whatever. If I offend, you know what, um, a friend of mine on Facebook made a point, and Connie, I think you may be listening, you said you would be, and if you are, <laughs> thank you, and anybody else that is actually listening, thank you, but bring up something that <laughs> I do apologize a lot, it seems, when somebody gets offended by what I say, I apologize, and I really don't mean the apology, I notice that maybe I'm actually falling into that trap of almost feeling like I have to be a little PC. Well, you know what? It's not exactly who I am. So I'm not sorry. If my words offend, don't listen. If my postings on Facebook offend, don't subscribe and don't read them. Don't comment on them, okay? Don't talk about it. Go about your lives as if you never even heard me. And that's fine. That's your right. I won't fault you for it. I'm not going to hate you because of it. Fine. If you want to bring up a counterpoint, do it. Hell, this is a show we did, well, last night, two nights ago, whatever you want to call it. The co-host, Mike Jacobson, he doesn't agree with everything I say. He has a different viewpoint of things. And that's fine. I'm totally fine with that. Intellectual debate is good. It's a good thing. So you don't have to agree with everything I'm saying. When you come out and you say stupid things like I'm trying to advocate violence, like I'm trying to advocate America taking over by any means necessary. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. America, the people taking back their country, taking back their government by any means necessary. That sounds wrong, doesn't it? It sounds harsh. It sounds scary. But it also sounds like something in the Constitution. 
Am I wrong? People don't like to talk about that. They don't like to bring up that point of the Constitution. They don't like to say what it actually consists of, what's in the body, how the people have the right to take back their country. No offense to Egypt, but I'm not exactly a PC guy. Third world nations can take back their country by simply taking to the streets. What have we done? We took back a House of Congress. Why? Because Republicans are in control? I'm a Republican, too. I'm not overjoyed, okay? I don't have faith. I don't have belief in any of them because none of them live in our world. None of them understand what we go through every single day because they are so distant and removed. Not at all. There's one or two in there that are sincere and true. I've brought that up time and time again. But the overwhelming majority are hacks. They're nothing more they're being dangled by a string by their little puppet masters, by their handlers, by their speech writers, by their pollsters, by their team, by their campaign manager, by their party heads. It gets sickening. It gets disgusting. Tell me how they understand what we are going through. They're told what to say. They're told how to feel, what to think. They don't relate to us. Every politician dis me. I fear them because they're so amazingly unattached from all of us. They don't live in our world, people. So tell me what change we, did we get with the elections of 2010? Is everything better now? Oh, I know. It takes time, right? It takes time. It takes a hell of a lot of time to have your little staffers send out your emails already talking about your re-election. Newsflash, you haven't done a damn thing yet to warrant your re-election. You just got in office. You're barely fresh off the oath, and you're already talking about getting re-elected. Do you see the vicious cycle? Do you see the problem? This is what I'm referring to. So when I say it's time for America to take back their country, what I'm saying is it's time for people to put all the BS crap aside. It's time for everybody to stand up as one, say, screw this. This group says that we're going to have a rally about this issue. You know what? I don't give a damn about your singular issue. I do, but I don't. Because there's more than one issue facing this country. There's more than one issue screwing us over every single day. Why can't we address them all? Why? There's no reason. There's no rhyme. It can be done, but others don't feel that it's politically safe enough to address it. Some of the Tea Party elite, the leaders, the de facto self-proclaimed gods of a grassroots movement, Again, I love the irony there. They decide that, well, we could talk fiscal responsibility, but how dare we talk illegal immigration? We could talk Obamacare, but how dare we talk about states' rights or the anchor baby issue? How dare we? We can't do that because that's a little too cutting edge, you know? That might breed some controversy. That might get us some bad reviews. So you say you're going against the grain, but you're still playing it safe. And then you have your mega rallies, and you have all your superstars come out there and speak. And I know for a fact what half these people go for, a going rate, ladies and gentlemen, a going rate. What speakers that everybody says, oh, they're just like us. They get us. They feel us. They speak to us. You know what? If these people really, truly, truly give a damn or gave a damn about anything that we had to say, they wouldn't charge a stipend or a speaking fee to attend these events. $100,000 for Sarah Palin? Come on. I'm not even a Sarah Palin hater. I don't go around and bash her. A lot of people do. I don't have to. But you know what? $100,000? for a 15 to 40-minute speech, and then all these other speakers, 20000 50000 Well, this one's not bad. It's only 10000 plus you got to pay for travel and everything else. I know because I've seen it. I have lived it. We've organized hundreds and hundreds of events, and we've called up some of these people and said, would you come speak because everybody believes in you, believes in your message, and wants to hear from you. Will you attend? Well, sure we'll attend. 
10000 up front, 5000 when we get there. You have to pay for my bodyguard, for my crew, put us up in a hotel. We fly first, cat, first class, pay for our food. Screw you. I'm sorry, but some of us out there that are actually taking to the streets, that are actually protesting, are broke. Okay? We don't have the millions and hundreds of thousands or whatever you want to call it to throw around to appease your ego. So, again, they come out and they say they're there for you, but in reality, they're being told to say that. Or they're saying that because they're happy because they just got one hell of a payday from coming out and representing you, speaking for you. Bothers me. It upsets me. It's a sad reality. I say people standing up for people. Have events where every single issue is discussed, is brought out, and people come together as one and send a message. I don't have the answers to all the problems facing this country. If we claim to. What I do have is a belief that the American people are the greatest people in the world, and together we are a force to be reckoned with. We are something that they don't know how to control. They try. They try in so many ways to control us and use us and manipulate us. But at the end of the day, the American people are going to see through the facade, they're going to see through the BS, and they're going to say no more. We want something new. I'm not offering you anything new. I'm offering you an alternative. I'm offering you an alternative, meaning what we do is put out there the best of America with the best and largest assemblies that we could possibly gather in the middle of that, inside of an arena, inside of an amphitheater or whatever, in the streets, in a field, in front of a courthouse, in front of local government, state government, capital buildings, whatever. That's what we do because we want them to see us. We want them to hear us. You may think nobody's listening, but they are. So when I say it's time for America to take back our country the way people of Egypt have, the way people in third world nations are doing, what I'm saying is I'm really putting out an appeal, if you will, to everybody saying let's rise above the crap. Let's rise above the scripted rhetoric and say no more. You don't want to tackle everything? Fine. We're going to be a part of something that does. You can still attend the other rallies and everything else. That's fine. But you have the right to attend something that you don't have to buy into. You have the right to be a part of something where you're not seen as just another mark, just another donor, just another figure. Text how many numbers of attendees attended your rallies. What's that for? People thought that was such a great idea. No, it was to send to the news stations so they can make themselves look better, inflate their own egos. Again, it's a type of rhetoric. It's propaganda. It's people being used by people claiming to be representing their best interests. It's not the case. We have the power to take back our country. Sounds radical, right? Sounds scary, doesn't it? If it sounds scary, if you actually think what I'm saying and what I'm implying is somehow threatening or breathes some type of whatever feeling you want to fill in the blank with, then again, I urge you, don't listen to what I'm saying. Don't be a part of what I'm putting out there. What I have to offer is nothing more than honesty. And people, I don't blame you if you don't even believe me. Because so many claim to be there and be your honest representative and things like that, and it's a bunch of crap. I know it. I've lived it. I've seen it. I'm saying that when we have an event, I live in Pennsylvania. That's where we're based out of holding events across the country, different states, whatever, it's not cheap. We have to pay money for permits, pay money for cops. I like that, pay money for cops. 
We have to pay money for everything and anything. Even though our freedoms are free and there's no price tag attached to the Bill of Rights, we still have to pay, 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 constantly and consistently. But you know what? We work a lot of jobs and we find a way to make it happen, and we ask that you come and be a part of it and be heard because that is what you deserve. That's what I deserve. That's what we all deserve. To have everyday people speaking to everyday people. Hell, I've taken the microphone into the audience many times and let people speak because that's what it's about. You get some figures like Dr. Alan Keyes. He's spoken at about six or seven of our events, never asked for a dime, never wanted anything in return. He came because he believed in what we're doing. He believed in the message of the people are angry. The people are demanding something different, and he came. And he's just one of many, many people that have spoken at our events that haven't asked for anything. I'm tired of people using people. Does that make me wrong? Does that make me somehow out of line, out of sync, and out of touch? Others will have you believe that. They tell me all the time that I don't know what I'm doing because I'm not making money, because I'm going into debt more holding these events. You know what? They are not willing to take that risk to jump. I am. I don't care. If I use every single dollar that I have to my name, and that's not a lot, holding these rallies, but people come and they feel like they're a part of something and they're happy they were able to attend and they're happy they were able to be heard, that I've done my part. I've done my part, and I believe in it. The greatest part of these events, and I've seen so many with their inflated egos, so many people, they, oh, they talk about the hotel rooms or how great the food was or how great the airplane was and all this other crap. It's disgusting. I've seen it on the inside. I've seen how so many people that are looked at as, quote-unquote, heroes of a movement actually view things. And it's a scary reality. And you know what? It jaded me a little. It really did. I lost a lot of faith in a lot of people because of it. That's fine. They talk about all their wonderful experiences that they had doing this and doing that. And going here, and I got to see this, and I got a good car, you know, from Enterprise and all this other absolute garbage. The highlight of every event for me is having the chance to talk to every single one of you. I'm a nobody. I'm an absolute nothing. But I feel like it's my job, it's my duty to do what I can, when I can, to give all of you the opportunity to be a part of something. And getting to meet everybody after an event, getting to shake people's hands and talk to everybody, that, that is the reward. That is the instant gratification, if you will. Because there's something more there. We connect with each other. That is what we need more of. Less of the emails constantly and consistently. Less of people telling us what to do, who to target, who to talk about, who not talk about, who to call, what to say. Stop insulting the people's intelligence. America can and will rise because people will get fed up with the norm. They'll get fed up with being spoken down to. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody that listens to this is listening now. I gotta say thank you. This hits really late. No matter where you are in this country, it's late. And I want to thank you for listening. I really, really mean that because this is nothing more than an event session. But I felt it was necessary. I felt that I had to say something. And I'm not done yet. You still got 30 minutes of me ranting. God bless. And as always, please, if you do want to call in, the number is 714-510-3736. Again, that's 714-510-3736. Anyway, America Rising is to me a culmination of so many people that feel left out, that feel betrayed by what they believed in at first, what they thought was going to be something on the mark, 
on the money that was going to speak to everything they were concerned about but was somehow cast aside. I believe everybody has a place. Everybody deserves the chance to be heard and to be a part of something that makes them feel welcomed, that brings everybody into the fold. That is what I want to see out of the America Rising campaign, so to speak. Because all of you deserve the right to have the issues that affect you and scare you and that you're fearful of be addressed on a public stage. Now, yeah, when we have our events, we don't get friendly media coverage. We get a lot of media coverage because they're all there to wait for us to say something radical, something scary, something they could use against us. That's how they operate. That's fine. We told the media to go to hell years ago. We don't need them. What we need is each other. What we need is the, the feeling in our guts that we could go and attend this and actually talk about what we feel is wrong. We're not going to preach to you. We're not going to talk down to you. Rather, we invite you in. We want you to be a part of something. That is what it is to me. So again, if you think I'm wrong, please call me and tell me. I welcome any criticism. I welcome any opinion. But again, this felt necessary to me because I had to address the issue if you will, of somebody saying to me that I'm advocating violence, that I'm advocating some type of radical overthrow. I am advocating the people of this country standing as one, being fearless enough to address every single issue that's in front of us openly, candidly, honestly, and bluntly, and be forthright and not screw the people over in the process, and deceive them. Maybe by doing that, by starting with that, a level of honesty, a level of openness, maybe right there, be just a little bit different than the norm that everybody is expecting, that everybody is used to. It's my belief that we know best what we the people need. It's my belief that we can run this country better than the schmucks in office now. We live it. We breathe it. We feel it every single day. This is why in the last show I was so caught up on the Egypt issue, if you will, because it really, really hit me. It got to me in a way that I couldn't explain. I see everybody talking about, well, donate now and come to this event. We can only seat 7,000 people. These safe events, indoor events, having Mitt Romney or Newt Gingrich come speak to you. Who cares? Yay. Great. They're going to come tell us the same thing they've told us for years now. And all it is is political jockeying because they're all getting ready for 2012. That's what it's all about. To get ready for the next election. So they're going to come speak to us and tell us something new, right? No. It's the same damn thing over and over. And then I look at the other side of the world in Egypt and see, wow, here's all these people taking to the streets and protesting injustice. That's my own word protesting a government that was radically out of control, screwing them over. And they didn't have any big-name speakers at events. They didn't have any flashy signs and, you know, high production costs and anything else. All they had was each other taking to the streets with their signs and with their voices, and they were heard. To cause a president to flee his own country after 30 years that sends a message. Would that same type of uprising, if you will, in America ever happen? Of course not. I'm not a fool. I don't think 
in my heart of hearts that we could go to that level and never have it be so, even though it wasn't, accepted, if you will, and allowed to happen the way it did there. But what I see is passion speaking louder than words. Actions speaking louder than words. People coming together. People standing up to those who oppress them without the fear of repercussion. And God knows they got a lot of it. We have that right in this country to take a stand, to fight back, to say you will hear us and you will actually act on our wishes, act on what we're saying, address the issues that so desperately need to be addressed. It can be done. People need to be brave enough to continue to take that fight to the streets. Brave enough to take that next step. And that next step that I speak of is still peaceful. So to the critics and the haters of the world, sorry to disappoint you. Everybody else understands common sense and is able to read between the lines, if you will. We can come together in a way that we have never done before. We don't need pundits on television telling us what are the safe dates to have rallies. We don't need pundits to tell us what we need to believe in order to be a part of this. I'm tired of that because you know what? It's really, again, about being spoken down to, about people telling us what we need to feel, what we need to accept, what we have to accept is right. Don't we know? Don't we understand what's actually wrong? Why do they need to tell us? Why do they need to enlighten us, if you will, with their own beliefs and their own theories, and even though they're all not wrong, why do they have to be the ones to pull the strings? Why do they have to be the ones to tell us when to jump and how high? Because that's how I feel. I feel that everybody that is any type of figurehead, a name, if you will, someone that has relevance, I guess, in the in the grandiose media world, if you will, the spectacle that is, they feel that they're just a slight bit better than you. And what they say, you're going to listen to. And you're going to follow blindly. People... We don't follow anyone blindly. We deserve better than that. We deserve a forum to go out and address it all in a public display without any fear of repercussion because that is our God-given right as an American citizen. Bottom line. I don't need to be told that it's okay to rally on April 15th, and it's okay to rally in September, or it's okay to... No. You don't tell me when it's all right for me to stand up for what I believe in. You don't tell me or anyone else when it's safe to go out and rally for something that's this important. America will rise when we break the ties that bind us. America will rise when we push away the people telling us how to live our lives and live for ourselves. Live as individuals. Stand up because we believe there's something worth standing up for. That's what America rising is to me. I think and, again, i got to welcome people to the chat room. Ghost Fighter Radio, thanks for joining. And all our guests, of course. I believe that the people of this country have the means, the ability, and the willpower to stand up to all of those who try to tell us what to do and how to think. We are able and capable and willing to do this. 
take the next step? Is that even something worth saying? Like, is, does that make sense to everybody? It does to me, but I always know how to best describe how I'm feeling. That's why I do things at 3 o'clock in the morning, these little offshoot things, to so just vent. Again, call in if you wish, 714-510-3736. Feel free to call in and talk. But again, <laughs> true blue conservatives, my friend, true blue. I'm a conservative It doesn't have faith in the political parties. I have faith in the people. I have faith in the Constitution. I have faith in the Republic. I have faith in what America is and what America has always been and what we're supposed to be. I have faith that the people have the right to stand up to this country, to any of our oppressors, to anybody in any office. They work For us, bottom line, we don't work for them. We are not born into servitude. And I'm tired of having to live our lives as if we are. We're not. We don't have to serve politicians. We don't have to serve people on TV. We don't have to serve people on the radio. We have to serve ourselves, our families, and our country. That's what I believe. I believe that we have the right to think freely, to act freely, and to speak up when it damn well warrants it. Again, again, I go back to Egypt. Some will say that I'm really beating this issue too much. That's fine. I'm totally cool with that. Because I was impressed. I was impressed with hundreds of thousands of people in the streets, united, standing up for something. Now, we had that with the 9-12 march. Remember the first 9-12 march, everybody, how many people attended. What happened to the second 9-12 march? The attendance was quite less, wasn't it? Again, people are willing to see or are able and capable of seeing, if you will, when things become more a spectacle, more... (sighs) a business-like event than what it's supposed to be. We don't need to have people buying vendor licenses, the buying airtime and ad time, and renting hotel exposition centers to have their guest speakers do special, you know, whatever the hell you want to call it, meet and greets speech that you got to pay to get into and everything. It, it, again, I, I go back to the point that I made earlier. Anybody that wants money to speak at any event for the people, in my eyes, is a fake, is a fraud, and deserves to be labeled as nothing more. If you care enough about America, if you care enough about these people, especially those political figures that have an electorate or those wanting to seek office that want us to be that electorate, their constituent base, if you will, charging people a door rate, asking for stipends and speaking fees and travel and everything else to be covered, you're making a mockery out of everything that you're supposedly standing for. You're making a mockery out of everything that the event is supposed to be about. It bothers me. It bothers me having to pay any type of fee to attend any rally anywhere in this country. Call it what it is a money-making, money-laundering scheme. So the rich get richer, and we continue to suffer, but we have to take the bait that's dangling on a hook because they say this is what you need. This is what's going to bring you to a solution. This is what's going to fix the problems because we say so. Well, Dick Army, Freedom Works, Matt Kivy, you don't have the answers. You don't have the way or the means. You have the money, though. You have a way to play off of people's passion, play off of people's fear. You know how to say the right things to get that much richer. You are able to work full-time off of people's donations. 
That bothers me. It bothers me. You get rich. You live very luxurious lives off of people's hard-earned money. All I can say, again, is simply this. Screw you. Remember when the Tea Party Express put out their, their um, what was it, their annual, their take-in money, the 527 pack. It's there for public viewing. I don't remember the website. It is way too late or way too early for me to get specific here. But hundreds of thousands of dollars spent on speakers having people come to events and paying their speaking fees and everything else. Hundreds of thousands of dollars spent on travel. They don't stay at no, you know, Super 8 motels. No, 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 no. Get to stay in suites, presidential suites. They have cell phone contract providers from AT&T, Sprint, um, Verizon, T-Mobile. And you just pick one. Um, they're, they're fancy dinners, five-star dinners. I mean, some dinner bills for four people came out to somewhere around oh, $800, $900. As I read this never-ending list of expenditures or, oh, is that the word I'm thinking of, whatever, expenses of money used, all I'm thinking about is it's on your dime. They take your money and they do whatever the hell it is they want to do on your dime. Again, like I said before, they take your money to fight the government taking your money. There's something wrong, people. There's something more at play behind the scenes there. And I know a lot of you out there get it. The people listening, I think you get it because you've still chosen to stay on, to stay listening to this show. People listen to this on demand. The, re- you know, the, the recorded episode, you listen and you actually listen through the whole episode and you don't turn it off because somewhere inside, maybe you don't agree with me on everything, but you agree on something because you see it. You get it. And you're tired of being used and abused. I don't understand when it becomes a good idea to take people's money, to take people's, the, the, the very fiber of what they need to survive, to take that and ask them for that, saying we need what you work for so we can work not even part-time to fight for you. And what have they brought us? My opinion with the Congress, kick them all out. Get rid of them. Senate, same thing. Clean slate, ladies and gentlemen. Start over. I would love, love, I've said this many, many times, and again, for anybody who may be listening for a first time here, I ask you, please mark this show as a favorite and follow us because we are going to be doing two shows a week here, and every now and again you'll get these little offshoot episodes from me ranting and raving, sorry. And that's Voice of the People USA Radio. Anyway, we, I, I, I had to bring it up there. I, I apologize. I, I just, I lost my train of thought. I'm not going to lie to you. But you know what? That's fine. The Constitution says, okay, about elected officials, in order to be a congressman or a senator, you have to be a certain age, you have to be a U.S. citizen, and that's it. There is no prerequisite that you have to be a millionaire, that you have to be a doctor, that you have to be a lawyer, that you have to be an elitist class person to run for office. I'm tired of seeing millionaires getting elected off of taking people's money for their campaign after getting people's money still from the parties, of course, who funds their crap. Then they go in there, they're already millionaires, and they still take a way overinflated salary. Give me somebody who makes $32,000 a year or less. Somebody who knows what it is to struggle. Give me somebody like that that will stand up and say, 
I want to run for office. I want to represent you because I get you, because I feel you, because I know what it is. I know how it feels to suffer, to struggle, to barely scrape by. I will have belief in them before I have belief in 90% of the people currently in office. And I think that a lot of you out there feel the same way as I do. So, what do we do? How do we move forward? Everybody has 9,000 different ideas of how we can get there. But which one's feasible? Which one will actually achieve that ultimate goal? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm always going to be honest with you. I honestly am proud to say that I serve at the altar of the American people. I love that. I believe that. I don't have the answers. I have a passion, a desire, a will to go out there and continue, no matter what stands in our way, what adversities we are faced with, any time we hold an event, I believe in going out there and bringing more people together, more people willing to stand up and fight everyone that oppresses us. America will rise when we say enough is enough from the left, enough is enough from the soft right, and enough is enough from those people who call themselves, quote, grassroots leaders and say we're going to follow our own set of rules, our own set of principles. We have really abide by the laws. That's not the case. We're going to go our own way. We're going to stand up for what's affecting us at home, what's affecting us in our pockets, everything and anything. Again, the repeal of Obamacare. Congress passed that repeal, spent their time on it, did their whole little thing. What's going to come of it? Nothing. Sad, but true. The Senate's not going to pass it. Some money raised for a campaign to repeal Obamacare that's done basically in word and name only. Ineffective. Sad, but true. I don't like saying it. I hope to God I'm wrong, but it's the truth. Time wasted. Time wasted. Where and when are they going to actually address the job issues? the cost of living issues, national security, securing our borders, anything that actually remotely addresses what's going on today. That's what I want to know. And that's why I don't have the faith in them. So my faith has to go elsewhere. My faith continues to lie with every single one of you out there. And if that makes me wrong, then so be it. America will rise if we're willing to answer America's rally cry, to stand up and say, screw the safe and the norm. We're going to tackle it all or nothing at all. We're going to talk about fiscal responsibility right alongside of the illegal alien invasion. We're going to talk about creating jobs right alongside the anchor baby issue. We're going to talk about fixing the health care system right alongside of states' rights. There's no reason in the world why we can't address every issue at every event all the time because of everybody coming together, voicing their opinions, being heard, maybe, through that, through a dialogue, an open dialogue with all of us, we the people, we can find some damn common sense solutions. Wouldn't that be such a wonderful thing, a novel concept, really? Is that so much to ask? Is that so much to want? I believe that the people are not afraid. The people are willing to come to a rally that says, end the Fed. 
get rid of the IRS. Get rid of these things that take from us. The very core, the root. I believe people will attend rallies and say, secure our borders. Deport illegals. Stop giving them our benefits. I believe the people, the people, excuse me, (laughs) will attend rallies that say we love America, but we have some issues. And let's stand up to the ones that cause these issues. Let's stand up to the ones that continue to make these issues bigger, make them worse, and remind them of who works for who. Is that so wrong? So, again, like I started this show with, to the individual that said that when I congratulated Egypt for taking back their country and said, isn't it time for us, and had a jump to that line about how I'm trying to somehow usher in a new Kent State, Chicago riots, whatever the hell it was, do you get it? Do you see what I'm really saying, or do you just not care? People, look what they did in that country on the other side of the planet. Imagine what we could do here. Imagine what we could do if we say enough is enough. No more slogans, no more campaign-style stickers and promotions for all these flashy, colorful events with the same flashy, colorful old news speakers that have been around forever, fix nothing, and they're going to continue to tell us how they are going to change things as long as you give them that chance, as long as you keep paying them, keep paying their salary, and keep inflating their egos. When are we going to have somebody that inflates your ego, ladies and gentlemen? When are we going to have somebody come out and say, you know what, the people kick some major ass rather than coming out and saying support me because I have the answers. Support me because I run this group. I could I could spend $500,000 on speakers and give you a good show. This isn't a show. This isn't entertainment. This is our country. This is something worth fighting for. What's wrong is real. We face it. We deal with it. We suffer with it every single day. Don't we have the right to not be disrespected, to not be spoken down to, to actually be appreciated? We do. Are you willing to stand with me? Are you willing to fight with me? Because together we are unstoppable. Together we can do something that's never been done before. Many have tried many continue to fail because they come at it with honest intentions, they lose their way. I don't believe I or anybody that I work with or any of you will lose our way as long as we stay true to ourselves as individuals and stop living in this painted little world of what we're supposed to be. We can fix this country. We can have an Egypt-style change in America if we're willing to put aside the BS and stand as one to do what's necessary. Will you join me? Will you stand with me? That's the question. Again, as I'm reaching the end of this hour, I could have done two hours, but I won't torture everybody with that because I'm absolutely shocked to see that people listen. And I can't tell you how much that means to me. It's now 3.58 in the morning here in Pennsylvania. And thank you to everybody that actually tuned in for this rant. We are going to have more shows next week, Voice of the People USA Radio. And I ask you, if you are listening, to follow us. And please, please mark us as a favorite because we're going to have another show on Tuesday night, another show on Thursday night, and they will be earlier. But every now and again, every now and again, you're going to have me do these one-off episodes of ranting and raging in the middle of the night because obviously there's some people out there like me that have 
some concern and that are up and want to hear something and be a part of something. And all I can say is thank you. If I made any impact on you in any way or if anything is remembered by this show, remember that I believe that we can take back our country and do it in a way that best suits our needs and addresses our issues and believes in we the people and adheres to, supports, defends, and upholds the Constitution as our only, only political foundation and believes that the people, the people of America are the absolute greatest and only special interest group that matters. Find us on Facebook, Voice of the People USA fan page. Hit that like button. Follow us here, blogtalkradio.com slash USA. My name is Daniel Smeriglio, and I got to say again, thank you to everybody that listened, and new friends and old friends and everybody. Thank you, and I hope I wasn't too nauseating. Maybe we'll do this again tomorrow night because apparently I'm not done yet. Thank you all. Have a great day. Have a great night. God bless you all. Thank you again. Talk soon. How much is $20 million? How about $10 million or even $1 million? If you're like me, that's F-U-N money, as in fun money. It's take 10 trips around the world in a private jet money. It's tell your boss he has bad breath money or home theater that's better than the real theater money. Ohio Lottery jackpot games like Mega Millions, Powerball, and Classic Lotto all give you a chance at real fun money. So play an Ohio Lottery jackpot game today. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Now that's a parking spot. Introducing the I may have underestimated the size of my car policy with accident forgiveness from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. Optional policy features not included in base policies. Review policy for coverages and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.